Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, March 18, 2015. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are at page 63, paragraph 1. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Donna F., The Twelve Traditions, Anita L. Reading the text, Penny C., Deb W., Anne-Marie M., and Michelle H. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, March 17, 2015, 7401. 7401. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Donna F. to read the 12 steps. Donna, would you please press 12, uh, step one? What am I thinking? Star one. Good morning, everyone. This is Donna F. Uh, from Maryland, a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to all 
alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Donna F. Sure. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from Philadelphia area, uh, recovered for today by the grace of God. Thank you, God. The 12 Traditions. Tradition 1, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, Anita L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 63, starting with paragraph 1. 
and I will ask Penny C. to begin our study. Good morning, Penny. Good morning. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Penny C., recovered compulsive overreader in the Boston area. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. When it says here, when we sincerely took such a position, well, what position? Then we go back to the previous paragraph we read yesterday, and and the position that we take now is that we quit playing God because it didn't work. And then it says, then then um, now God was going to be our director, the principal, the father, all these terms for a higher power. Which we can choose whichever we want or, or all of them. And, and so what is it saying in this paragraph that we were reborn? Yeah, we went from step one telling us that we were, we were powerless, our lives were unmanageable, and we were born into a new, a new life, so to speak, when we came to step two and, and um, realized that there was power, that now we had a power greater than ourselves that we could tap into. And so life, life took on a whole different meaning right here, as it says, instead of being selfish and, and looking for our own, our own uh, needs all the time and putting other people aside, we began to realize, I did, I began to realize that a good day, a good, a really, really a productive and satisfying day for me now is, is when I start right off with asking God, show me who it is I can help today and show me how I can do that. And, and all sorts of, of interesting situations appear so that I'm, I'm, I'm so different. I don't even, I don't even recognize the person that I brought into these rooms um, many, many years ago anymore. Uh, I'm a new person, and I can see that reborn is a really good word to use. Being brought back to life is the definition that I, I like for that. Because spiritually, spiritually I was dead when I came. And, and today, because of these steps and because of meetings like this, especially this meeting, I have been I have been brought into a new way of thinking, a new way of living, and and continuously realize that I'm in the presence of a higher power, and I I can use I can use that power of God to help me in my daily life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Penny C. Who would like to comment on paragraph one on page sixty-three? This is Bella. Can I share? 
Hi, this is Veronica B. This is Raquel, if you can find me. I'd like I to have get Vasa, too, please. Good morning, everyone. I do have Bella G, Veronica, Raquel, and Vasa. Let's start with that. Good morning, Bella G. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankfully recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Melanie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. He provided what we needed. Wow, it's so important for me to remember all the time. He provided what we needed, and not what I think I need, and not what I want. It's completely to give over myself completely to God. And I remember when I just started the program, so yes, I was connected to God, but I I still said, yes, please, I want this and I want that, and please, uh, I want to succeed in this and that. Now, not anymore. He provided what we needed. I am not asking questions. Sometimes I do understand what God gives me, and sometimes not, and it's okay. I don't have to understand everything. I don't have to understand all the time. I just believe, and I know, and I feel that, yes, I get everything all the time what I needed and not what I want. And this is completely to forget about being selfish. Now I am completely under the the care of God. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. Veronica B. Yes, thank you for your service, and thank you, everyone, for being here. I'm Veronica, a recovering compulsive overeater, and I thank God for this uh, passage that was read, the paragraph, when it said, when we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. And I appreciate what this is saying to me because, personally, I operated self-will, run riot for all of my life since since I was a little child due to different traumas I experienced as a child. And all. I turned to food to cope, and um, it became an addiction over the years. It just spiraled, and my weight just spiraled and got, you know, increased and, and increased till I was diagnosed as being morbidly obese, but... I had a relationship with God in my 20s, but as I began to get into recovery back in 19, 1989, that's when um, that's when uh, my life began to transform and change in a 12-step program. But I've been in OA since uh, for about eight years now, and I've gotten deeper. I've given God a total surrender this time, a total surrender. I've allowed God to be the director, the principal, the, the head of my life, as it were, in every sense of the word, rather than trying to run things and do things in my own accord, because the, the uh, core thing with the addict is, is self-centeredness. The one, you know, I wanted what I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted. Re- in regards to anybody else, anything else, I was manipulative and everything else and controlling and all. But I thank God that I relinquished my control to God, and I passed. Thank you, Veronica B. Raquel E. Press star one, uh, Raquel. 
Melanie? Yes, good morning. There you are. Oh. Hi, Raquel. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, good morning. Good morning, and thank you so much for your service, and thank you, everybody, my dear friends online. Already yesterday, I wanted to share on this thing about God is going to be our director, and here, where where it says uh, beca- um, uh, that we are in His presence all the time, and that we we became um, to face we came to face life successfully. My great amount of my not being able to face life successfully was because I thought that I'm supposed to be running my life. Well, it didn't work out that great, but I have not made a big enough mistake that he wasn't able to fix for me. And that track record is is incredible. I, I want to speak about this sentence, to be able to face life, because I've been now reading Roseanne's um, um, address from the year 2002 for the World Conference uh, Service uh, Conference, and she said that unfortunately, to the practicing compulsive overeater, food is necessary to face life, while other people use food in order to to be alive, to sustain life. For us, we we are. It's necessary for me was. To face life, I could not face life without food because the world was so, so, so scary and so unmanageable. And it is so amazing of of what is happening these days that I have these attacks of well-being ever since I was able to, not completely, but to a greater extent, hand it over to God. You know, I, I, I used to be a person who could criticize his sunset, you know, not, well, how is he running this world about people, and even a sunset, you know, too much pink on this side, a little bit more blue on the other side, the gorgeous sunset, just like that, to let go of how people who are close to me, how they are, and how they behave, to really release it all, to release it all to him, to the great boss, and, and that makes it possible for me to to be in this world with um, uh, remarkable more times of peace than of of conflict, and um, and I wish it for everybody who uh, who is new online just to stay with it because nobody is promising us that life is going to be easy and there's going to be no suffering and no difficulties, but at least there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's worth it. Otherwise, I at least. I was alone, a lost bunch, and, and now I'm, I, I really feel a lot better, and I'm very grateful to AA and to OA and to you guys online, and thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Raquel E. Vasa O. Yes, good morning, everybody. Thank you, Melanie, for your service, and I'm Vasa O. We have a compulsive overeater calling from Florida, and I was 12-step maybe for one week before I was brought into the, my first meeting. And my Boss, excuse me, just one moment. Um, there's a, a breaking in and out of your phone line. It's difficult if I'm not the only I'll one to hear what you're saying. Go to somebody else and I'll call back. Okay, great. Thank you so okay. much, Vasa. Well, Vasa's calling back in. Who, would like, who else would like to comment on paragraph one on page 63? Berta. Hi, good morning, Berta. Hi, Melanie. Berta. This is Berta in Illinois, 
gratefully recovered. Another day, another day of this gift. Uh, When I read this paragraph the first time around, the only thing I really looked at it again and again and again in this book were all the good things. I wanted all the little hidden promises, and they are so beautiful. But I still had a lot of self-will, and that's something I need to work on. But it says, when we took a position, and then the promise comes. And then it says, if we kept close to him and performed his work well, then that then we get what we need. Established on such a footing, and then we get some more what we need. And then it says, more and more we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. There's a couple ways of reading that. Through the eyes of a child in this program, like I have been for a long time, or as someone who's beginning to mature. getting, Seeing what we could contribute to life, not to my life, but to all those that I come in contact with. I want to contribute to life now, not before. I only wanted what I could get out of it. And when I contribute to others and lose more and more and more of myself as I go along, then I'm going to have that peace of mind that this paragraph talks about. And then the more and more I lose myself, the more conscious I become of God's presence. That's when I lose my fear of today, tomorrow, and hereafter. That's when I gradually become more and more reborn, being reborn from a childish self-will. You know, being a child in this program is, it's, it's, it, ta- it has taken time for me, a lot of time, and I'm still working on it. Have I been reborn? Yes. That's just the beginning. I'm still growing. I hope I can continue to grow, but there's a lot of qualifications there. If I do these things, then I am guaranteed that God will make me what God wants me to be. That's my purpose. Uh, thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Berta F. And Vasa O, have you returned? Vasa O? I am back, Melanie. Can you hear me better now? It's really good. Thank you, Vasa, for doing that. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service, Melanie. And I'm Vasa O, Recover Compulsive Overeater, calling from Florida. And, yeah, this is step three for me. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. And that was the key for me. That was the answer to my problem. And uh, I, as I said before, I was uh, my spawn, I, a person brought me to the program, but she 12-stepped me for about a week, you know, and she would... You know, she would tell me a little bit about this, a little bit about that. She would tell me about the the uh, the problem, of course. The I knew what the problem was. The solution, boy, that gave me hope, you know. The allergy, I didn't understand the allergy. And the mental obsession, I did understand because I remember mentally obsessing about things to eat and how I was going to get them, when I was going to eat them, you know. 
But again, gradually, I know by the time I came to program, I, I, I was just gradually dying physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever you want to say it, you know. No, I wasn't dead in the ground, dead, 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 like in the ground, but I could see myself going down. The more I was into the food addiction, the more I, you know, like I, I the energy, you know, I couldn't function as much anymore. And it was getting progressively worse, you know. So she gave me hope, and I loved him, you know, when, you know the surrender. When, so when I surrendered, step three, I hadn't, you know, I was afraid to surrender because I grew up with, physic, with uh, fearful punishing God. But I had said to myself, I'm going to be dying anyway, so might as well take her suggestion you know, I, this is a great suggestion. You know, I, I thought I had to do everything myself. I was so self-sufficient. I had to do things on my own willpower, and it was just not working. So I said, okay, I'll do that, you know, and it's amazing what had happened, you know. I was, once I took, this, you know, the third step, I was born again, reborn again. I had, didn't know much about the program, just a little bit. I was churchgoer, sometimes not that often, but I did not understand what it means to be born again. And I became born again the minute I surrendered to God. So, wow, that was just amazing. I did not expect that to happen. It just happened. So, you know, I guess I, you know, I was ready. I was ready when the teacher and when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So we had a new employer, and God became a new employer, and being all-powerful. He provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work as well. And this was a, a gradual transformation. You know, yes, it happened that moment. I was born again, but, you know, I needed to continue doing what she was telling me to do and what I was hearing at the program, working the steps one at a time the way they laid out. And that transformation was like a miracle. Things were just happening, you know. I mean, I lost the weight within six months. I'd been trying to do that for 25 years, and it was getting progressively worse for me. That was the first promise that I got. You know, that's what I wanted. I wanted to lose the weight, and I was going to leave. And it's by the grace of God. You know, I, he, you know, I got the abstinence, lost the weight, and I stayed in. And the transformation has been happening gradually, you know, and it's still happening. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Who else would like to comment on this paragraph? Dana? Renata? Leah? I hear Janice M., Rochelle, and Leah. Let's go with that. Thank you. Hi, Janice. Good morning to you, Melanie, and everyone online. My name is Janice M., and I am so I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. When we sincerely who are we they're talking about themselves see they're still alive so they're telling us what happened to them they're not dead this is not a book that is you know written after they did they died we sincerely took such a position well what is what is sincerely you know i know for me i've been in a long time too and uh 
you know, I still had reservations. I still had reservations, which, which of course, always kept me back. Reservations that, you know, maybe somehow, someday, I love that, that passage, that I would be able to have the power or find some way to fix my disease and to fix me. See, and, uh, and so what this step is telling us is it's very simple. Just make a decision. Because I don't know what's going to happen at the time. I didn't know what was going to follow. They're just telling us here that remarkable things will follow once I take that decision, that I have to get away from myself and go towards another center, which is my higher power whom I choose to call God. That's the position that I have to take. The position is that I have to make a decision to to um, make a decision to do the following steps, and perhaps a power will come into my life that will change me, and I will be reborn. And you know what? That's the truth, because that's their experience. So you see the transformation to to be another woman that God wants me to be, not the old woman, because I couldn't do this myself. Self can't heal self. So I'm just making a decision. You know, and I found that I, you know, by making that decision and implementing these steps by the actions I took, I had no more confusion. Yeah, days I'm confused, but I know who I can rest upon. I can't rest upon myself because if I'm confused, I'm confused. I can't heal that. So it's away from my old life, my old attitudes. And it's just by making a decision that I'm going to follow up with some action. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Um, Rochelle, you're next. Oh, my goodness. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much. That was Janice, I think. Oh, this is Rochelle in Baltimore. I, I really like this paragraph so much. It's so beautifully constructed. Okay, so here goes. Decision, okay. Sincerely took a position. Okay, did that. All right. We made a decision. All right, remarkable things. Uh-huh, they are remarkable. I remember what I used to be like and what I'm like now. It makes me feel like giggling. Okay, how does this happen? Why? I had a new employer. Well, he had all the power. I didn't have any of it. I'm so glad I surrendered. I remember being desperate. I remember that day when I came to the conclusion, Rochelle has no power at all. I felt like such a failure. But it was it was a surrender, and it was that recognition of my powerlessness which made it possible for me to be the person I am today. So what did what did God do? He provided me with what we needed. What we needed. What we not what we wanted, but what we needed. I mean he knows better than I do what I need. And uh okay, performed his well work well. Well I can't really say I'm doing such a great job. I'm just doing the best that Rochelle can do. But obviously he thinks I'm doing it well enough because look what he's providing me with. And and it's really interesting because once I've established myself on such a footing, it really is true. I became less and less interested in myself and my little plans and designs. So now when, I, um, when I'm in a situation where it ordinarily would throw me into feeling discontent and uh, what we call that rid, restless, irritable, and discontent, I say, um, God, you show me what would you would have me be? What would you have me do here? And, and and it becomes clear what I'm supposed to do. And uh, it may take, sometimes it's right away, sometimes it takes longer. 
And when it happens, it's so remarkable. And uh, and then then they, that that summary, that conclusion of more and more that pinnacle, we become more and more interested in what we can contribute to life. Yeah, it's no longer what what can Rochelle get out of it. It's how can I help you? What can I do to help you? And at the end of my day, when I go through ten, eleven, and twelve, you know, I ask, have I been selfish or have I been self-seeking or whatever, and, and I also, where have I contributed to the stream of life? How have I helped others today? And uh, it's really amazing. So I want to thank you and thank everyone on the line, and uh, this program is amazing. And uh, if you've been afraid to try it, I'd say put your feet in the water and you'll be amazed. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Rochelle M. Leah M., you're next. Thanks so much, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. It's Leah M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. And, um, you know, certainly when I was at this place um, in my recovery process, you know, it was taking a subordinate, you know, relationship. Okay, I'm going to, you know, my my goal is to not be the center. Um and of course it it follows with some promises here but you know i was taught that um you know step 3 although it's it's a vital and important step um it's just the beginning it's just the beginning these promises listed are have a condition to them attached and the condition is uh, that I progress through the rest of the steps, you know, when it, when it says when we sincerely took a position, you know, and became less and less interested in ourselves and became interested in seeing what we can contribute to life and we became conscious of his presence, this is written in hindsight. Uh, this is a vision statement, absolutely, and it's a vision of hope, and it's a vision of possibility for every single person. Um, but step three was not a huge step that required a lot of time and action for me. It was simply an acknowledgement of, uh, you know, that the way I had been living um, had deteriorated my life, and so I needed to move forward through these steps. So all the, these promises are beautiful. You know, we had a new employer, but I'm not going to get my job description <laughs> until I've completed all the steps. Uh, and then I get my job description, of course, in step 12. You know, so there is, there are promises. It is beautiful. Um, but it's, but step three is only a beginning. I didn't have to spend a lot of time on it. It's a step where I reflected on what brought me to my knees, my self-centeredness, my selfishness, um, wanting my way regardless of the motives, um, but all I had to do at this point was make a decision. And my job, the action that, that I needed to take was to unblock the channel between me and that power, whoever and whatever that power was, outside of myself, deep down within me, uh, and to do that action was to clean house, you know, to go through the steps because I'm trying to get a new relationship with power. So what are the obstacles? And that's where step four came in. So this was a decision, but a decision without any action that follows it is basically and essentially worthless. The result is the same as if I hadn't made the decision at all. So step three involved making a decision to turn my will and my life over to God. Steps four through nine were going to be the actions necessary to carry that decision out and to have all these promises come true in my life. 
And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah M. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph before Alice, we move Alice on? Alice M. Renata. I'm hearing a few people. I hear Alice M. and Renata. Is there anyone else? Paula D. Hi, Paula. Anybody else? Okay, let's go with that. Hi, Alice. Good morning to you. Good morning, Melanie. And uh, this is Alice M., a compulsive overeater, recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic from Florida. And wow, I woke up feeling so content this morning and um, just really did some good service yesterday. And that makes me feel very content. And I tell you, um, at one of the reasons I feel content is because I went through this paragraph last night, like a good student would, um, before studying it with others. And I thought, you know, as um, as an atheist, how do I how do I um, how do I identify in here? Because it is life or death for me to identify in with um, with the big book. So I took some time, and I felt really good afterwards because it, you know, I well here's what I here's what I came up with. And part of why I love being of service right now is that um, this I'm just sharing my experience on the line of how I'm working this um, in a secular way and. Um, I think that it's being helpful to others. I'm getting feedback, and I really that's that's what this is all about. So um, I'm just going to change the we to I because this is my experience. I don't I can't speak for for a lot of people, but um, you know, when I sincerely surrendered to the AA way of life, all sorts of remarkable things followed. I had a new template for life. So where it says that we had a new employer, for me, you know, I had a new template for life. The 12 steps and a set of principles to live by. They provided what I needed. If I worked the steps and practiced the principles in all my affairs, if I lived a life standing on the side of love and tolerance, service and humility, and it goes on and um, I identify with the next, the next part. Don't have to do too much... Um, semantic work here, was established on such a footing, I became less and less interested in, our, in myself, and that is true, I'm becoming a lot more, um, you know, altruistic, really wanting to be of service to others. More and more, I became interested in seeing what I could contribute to life, what I could contribute to others, as I felt a new sense of integrity flow in, so in the writing where it says, um, Let's see here. Um, as we felt new power flow in, um, as I felt that power for me was a new sense of integrity flowing in. As I enjoyed peace of mind, as I discovered that I could face life successfully, as I became conscious of my own abiding inner strength and the strength I get from others who are also on this new path, I began to lose my fear of today and tomorrow. And it says, you know, we were, where it says we were reborn. For me, it's, um, you know, I was making a start. I was making a new start on a more useful, purposeful life. And it's like, bam, now I identify in with that whole paragraph, you know, and, and it feels that way for me. If, if my higher power is the fellowship and humanity, then how do I lean into that? You know, how do I turn over, turn it over to that? And you know, and it is the twelve steps, and it is the principles, and it's it's very simple after all. You know, and and I love kind of learning learning all this. Um, at the same time, I'm I'm just uh, sharing it with others, and 
this is not only about my journey through this, my new journey. I feel like I'm finally um, starting to understand the language in this in this book. Um, finally able to translate and, and, and understand that a lot of it is a foreign language for me. Um, that I'm able to help others, and that's what this is about, you know, service, you know, service. And um, I just love that. I feel really, feel really content this morning, and I um, just want to share that in my past. Thank you. Thank you, Alice M. Renata G., you're next. Hi, Melanie. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G., Recovered Compulsive Reader in New York. When we sincerely took such a position, you know, what position? Like uh, Penny C. mentioned, you know, when I quit playing God, when I was finally convinced that my way of trying to manage my life, my food, did not work, you know, and I had a an attitude of complete surrender, then like it says here, all sorts of remarkable things followed. And that for me was, you know, I was finally able, after complete surrender, to to go through the steps with the food down. That, that was remarkable for me. I could never do it before, you know, but I had to complete surrender to a power greater than myself. Until I was trying to do it my way or manage it my way, it did not work. You know, and then it says, we had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Every time I, I've worked on, on, on the steps, God provided for me. God never let me hanging. You know, every time I showed enough willingness to keep on moving forward with the set, to pick up a tool instead of picking up that first slide. God always provided for me, always. And, uh, you know, today, by the grace of God, these promises that are listed here, they're, they're true in my life. They're really true. And uh, I'm just really grateful for the willingness to go through this process and, you know, for making a decision and understanding that that decision was to follow through with the program of action, you know, to let go of my old ideas, all the things that did not work, and really, like, embark on this new journey that I I wasn't really sure where it was going, but nothing could be worse than, uh, you know, the way it was. So I had to really let go absolutely and, uh, you know, surrender control, surrender myself to, to this new power. Thanks, and I pass. Thank you. Excuse me. Thank you, Renata G. Paula D. Good morning, and thank you for your service, Melanie. This would be Paula D. And uh, I am in Florida today, a compulsive eater recovered. We come to this place here, and when we sincerely, and this is a place when we sincerely took a, took such a position. And if you notice, every position is lower than. You know, I'm not the boss anymore. Well, gee, I'm not the director, I'm not the principal, I'm not the father, I'm not in the lead. The strangest thing. You see, the lower position was the higher position. I couldn't see that. I couldn't see it. I couldn't understand it. 
But then as we work our way down, and there is work here, much work to be done, decision to be made that we must follow through. And this is what, as we felt new power flow in, new, didn't know it before, not known, as we enjoyed peace of mind, peace of mind, as we became conscious, this is, this is the part, conscious. I didn't know I wasn't conscious. Conscious is aware of one's own existence and environment, aware of facts or objects. I mean, all the house of cards fell around me, and I couldn't see it. I wasn't aware of it. Gee, take another look. A state of alertness, not comatose. Yes, I went through life awake but asleep. How can you do that? Finally to awaken. And then it says here, and it's just, it's beautifully written. We began to lose our fear. I didn't even know my fears, what they were. Though that was controlling me, I couldn't even see them. But that's how I lived. But look at what it says. We lose our fear of today, today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. It says we will reborn. And it says here, it's a beginning. What more beginning is there? Watch a child being born, and here we have reborn. You learn to see. You learn to look. You learn to observe. More learning is done. Yeah, so here I am. More learning to be done. And thank you, God, finally, on the right path. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. Who else would like to comment on this paragraph today? Let's give a chance for everybody else to to share, too. This is Sally. Hi, Sally. Good morning. Anybody Good morning. else? I thought maybe I heard somebody come in behind you. Good morning, Sally. Go ahead. I do hear someone coming in behind me here. Okay, Elaine one more B. call out. Oh, Elaine B. Okay, anybody else? Anita J. Anita J. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sally. It's okay. your turn. Sure. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, A Vision for You. This is Sally A. in South Jersey, a recovered compulsive reader. I love that we're here in the book, that um, it's a very important. It's uh, and, I, and I love that it seems to be, for me, um, continually now uh, reviewing step one, two, and three. It's, it's just repeating uh, this, this theme. And I, I wanted to say this morning that it was very important when I decided to memorize the 12 steps, to memorize that page 59 um, and each and every one of these steps. It was important because now when I read, as I read through these pages, I see very clearly the steps just being superimposed on by these different messages. And so when we see in this paragraph, when we see it in the paragraph before, we see it in the paragraph after, it's as if they are they're trying to bathe our minds in these concepts of step one, two, and three. And they're bringing us to this shore of the journey that we're about to take in step four and five and six and seven and eight and nine. And then we'll live in step 10. And so here, as we are in this paragraph, and we have uh, all these beautiful things that have been said, such lovely uh, messages 
um, taking such a position, that we had a new employer, that we have these we have these images that we can choose from how we want to perceive our higher power. I'm so happy that I don't have to depend on me and I don't have to depend on any human being anymore, that I can turn to a higher power, that I can turn to my God. And I can see my God in different ways. I can see him as my director. I can see him as my father. I can see him as a new employer. Whatever is the image that is comfortable for me today that I can embrace. And for me, this paragraph, it tells me to embrace a new employer. And this is an important concept for me because I've never done well in the past with my employers. I had a lot of incidences, a lot of drunken behavior because of my sugar behaviors. And um, and, and presently, I happen to have a boss who, who adores me. It's just a, it's a bizarre for me. It's, I'm not used to it, to have a boss who loves me and, and, each, and treats me like a friend. And... Um, but moving on here, it says, as we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, and we could face life successfully, we could become conscious of his presence. And these concepts, what it says to me here is step one, that new power, because I admitted in step one that I didn't have any power. I admitted that my life was a disaster. It was a, it was a train wreck. It was a car wreck with, you know, 18 cars on the, on, the, on the parkway. My life was an absolute wreck. And I had this new opportunity to, to admit that I don't have the power, and now I could finally turn to God's power. And in, in step two, I was filled with fear because I didn't believe in anything, and I couldn't believe in me because I wasn't enough. I was never enough to get the job done. That's what we see in page 87, on page, um, I'm sorry, on page 68, where it talks about the fears. Then that's what it tells us here. We began to lose our fear. I was full of fear because I was never enough. I was self-reliant instead of God-reliant. I, I didn't understand what it meant to be God-reliant. I, I had all the trappings of religion. I, I, I got up and I prayed. I carried my, my cinder blocks of prayer to God, and I picked them back up, and I walked away with them. And so I walked away still in fear. So when it talks about God's love, God's power, God's way of life, which is where we're heading, that's what it reminds me of, that it's, I can put down, I can step one, I can lay down my power because it was never good enough. I can pick up God's love, and that's the opposite of fear. I no longer had to live in fear. I could live in a different place in my mind. I could turn in step three. I could turn. I could finally turn. I could walk a different path. And I hope that you're memorizing these steps because truth be told, that is a very important aspect of what I have, what I have been able to grasp, a new way of living as I have taken these steps and I have made them be truly in my mind throughout the walking of these of these pages. Thanks for letting me share with that. I pass. Thank you, Sally A. Elaine B. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. Can you hear me okay? I can. Good morning. Great. This is Elaine B. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Massachusetts. And one line here. Um, has become so important to me. It's almost like a mantra to me. I've added it to my 11-step prayers. And all throughout the day, um, towards the end of the book, we're reminded to, you know, look for God's will, not ours to be done. But for me, um, you know, I'm I'm just really work-oriented. And so 
having a new employer really just resonates for me. I love that there's lots of other ways we can look at God, and I look at God in many different ways throughout the day and throughout my life, but uh, this one really resonates with me, and I love the fact that it says, being all-powerful, he will give us what we need when we need it. Um, and, you know, I came to to this uh, book, well, I came to these rooms with one problem, and this is telling me that uh, he'll provide what I need if I stay close to him and perform his work well, and that isn't limited to the food. It's everything, anything, anything. And um, established on such a footing, I became less and less interested in ourselves and realized what my little plans and designs got me. It got me into a nervous wreck. I was stressed out all the time. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, keep all the balls up in the air. I couldn't make you like me. I couldn't, uh, couldn't, you know, couldn't find a husband or even a date because I was carrying 100 extra pounds. I was worried about what you were thinking, what you were doing. I was so stressed out. I was so stressed out. But I didn't know I was driven by 100 forms of fear. I didn't know there was a refrigerator, grocery store, and a whole bunch of misunderstanding that stood between me and this employer. I thought it was all up to me. I had to run the show, had to figure it out, had to do it right, had to be misindependent and, um, you know, know the answers to everything and for everyone. But, you know, this is not, these are not third step promises. These are promises of the program. This is, if we do these steps, this is how it will be for us. We'll feel new power flow in. We'll enjoy peace of mind. I'll tell you what, I don't think I ever even really experienced the level of just deep inner peace that is accessible to me as I turn my will and my life truly over to the power of God. And that is something that I have to remind myself all throughout the day to do. And um, I feel like I can face life successfully. God has asked me, you know, invited me. Uh, my new employer has directed me to do things I never would have thought of. They were not my little plans. They were not my way. And um, it's been a very humbling experience. One image that I get is like, uh, you know, a doctor puts on a latex glove. Who's doing the work? It's the doctor's hand that's putting on the latex, you know, putting, the doctor is doing all the work. But the latex glove is the one that's touching the patient, you know, touching the surgery, the or whatever's being done. And, you know, I just want to be like that latex glove. I want to be available for God to use me in a big way and for me to get out of the way. And that is very difficult to do. But these steps help me, you know, and uh, that's a lifetime process. I love it says we're reborn. That means it's okay. It's okay. I can be like a little infant. I can be really new at this. I can get good at it over time. And, you know, right now I may in the steps be just going like, gay, gay, ga, 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 whatever, but I can grow and so can we all. With that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Elaine B. Next is Anita J, and we'll close out with her share. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie. This is Anita J, uh, recovered in Massachusetts. Um, you know, I've been in since 1978, and I have read this third step prayer and even took it quite often. But this time, it's like you can only feel it or understand it looking backwards. Those decisions I made were to the best of my ability, which it wasn't really. It was all that I could give up. I've been holding on so tight my whole life, afraid to let anybody else in uh, to lead me. 
being resentful at a suggestion here or there, the sponsor who said it's time to grow up, Anita, all those suggestions, I get so resentful. But now I understand it all. And, you know, I appreciate that step three is the third step. It isn't step one when you walk in and they say, okay, you've got to make a decision. But I now understand what the problem was, how big it was. It just needed something greater than myself. And then step two to figure out what is that? What is that greater aha there? What is it? And step three now, now I understand, yes, I have a God now that could and would if he were sought. And you know what I decided to do? I decided to finally surrender when I understood it all. And I just want to say, you know, I've only been recovered since last July. I am so grateful that I've seen three people seeing them through, one recovered and two are doing their amends, and I'm so excited to start with a new one now. And it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's, that is not Anita J. It wasn't even Anita H. That was my maiden name. This is, this is a new one, new employer. I once went back to school because I wanted a career. You know what? I did get one. But it wasn't this career to to serve my higher power, and um, it's all good stuff. It's all, as somebody said, good money. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Anita J. And thank you to everyone who shared today. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, and we'll follow that by the Serenity Prayer. Well, Deb W., please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. This is Deb W., Recovered Compulsive Eater from Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is sick, still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.